welcome to your weekly dose of alignment. With me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy, if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, after a 20-year career as a top Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. This one empowering pivot has led me to the top of my network marketing company, graduating as a nutritional therapy practitioner, and helping thousands of women make changes with their health, mindset, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and tangible pieces of information that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, you guys, welcome back. Welcome back to In Total Alignment. And I have another really amazing guest with us today. Her name is Allie Hill. I have the best women that agree to come on this show. And Allie, you are, I'm excited for this conversation because I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of women in my community. Allie is a, a writer, speaker, life coach. But what I think is so cool is she is speaking specifically to empty nesters. And I just think that is the coolest conversation because so many of us are going to be there and it might not be something that we think about soon enough. And I, I wonder if that's where our conversation might go today. But Ali, thank you for spending some time with us today. And I, if if you can just introduce yourself and maybe share how you started helping women in this way. Sure. Thanks, Michelle. So happy to be here. So um, I'm an empty nest, as you said, an empty nest mom life coach, as well as a writer and a speaker. And um, I really help empty nest moms just figure out how to make that tricky part of the next transition, not be so tricky, um, to navigate it in a way that's smooth and it doesn't have to be as hard. And the way I came about this work is because it was hard, really hard for me. Um, I have one daughter, she's 24 now, but when she went off to college in 2017, I was not prepared. Um, I had wrapped myself up in her in every way possible. She was my everything. My, I just, I had probably enmeshed myself with her um, to maybe an, even an unhealthy degree. And when she went up to college, I sort of felt lost um, and unanchored and really just didn't know what to do next. So I vowed if I ever figured it out that I would come back and get in the space and help other moms so they didn't have to navigate it in such a, a hard way. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I mean, our, what, what's the saying? Our mess is always our message. I don't, I think I'm saying that wrong, but you know, when we travel through something like that and we actually get to the other side, I think that's the best time to be able to help other, other people navigate it. And honestly, Ali, until I went on to your Instagram page, like I've never really seen anyone else helping women and moms in this specific way. And when I saw all of your content and the comments that women leave on your content, I'm like, 
this is like a huge thing. Like there are so many women navigating this with no sense of self, um, that really feeling like their, their life is ending when their kids are gone. And I mean, a lot of people have a ton of living left to do once their kids go head off to college. So it just got me thinking about a lot of different scenarios. I have, a well, I call her little girl, but like, she's not two days ago, she turned 12 and she's turned 12 before my eyes. Like, I cannot believe how fast these 12 years have gone by. And I am already thinking like, doing the math, like, oh my gosh, that's not much longer. It's almost on like one and a half hands of how many more years she's going to be here. And she's, she's heading off. So maybe selfishly, my first question is, how does someone like me actually prepare for that? So I don't end up like feeling how you did when your daughter left. Yes. Well, first of all, I say bravo to you for actually having the forethought to be thinking ahead. I don't know where my head was. Um, I think I was so in the moment, but you know, for you and your listeners, anybody who does, you know, have kids that are still firmly in the nest, now's the perfect time. I guess I want to say two things. Like I will, I would love for you to both think about things ahead of time and think about the future, but really don't miss the present. Like this is, you know, you've got the next, you know, six, seven years and this, this is precious time, but be thinking about, you know, other things that are going to be where you're not solely focused on your child. You know, you do a podcast, you're ahead of the game already. You have got outside interests. So many of these moms, you know, you, you summed it up beautifully, I had no idea that when I started this, you know, two, three years ago, really got specific on the empty nest specific niche that the reaction was going to be what it is. It sort of bowls me over. Yeah. It's searching. Yeah. I was reading. I got lost. (laughs) Like when I say I was perusing your social media, I'm not lying. I got lost in some of their comments. And I mean, one lady specifically said, I just feel so guilty that I was just trying to be a perfect mom for the whole time that she was, my kids were around and now they're gone and I am lost. Like I have nothing. And I mean, I can think of some friends actually off the top of my head that like their, their whole lives, everything they think about and do and talk about it's about their kids and yeah, that, that was you. Okay. That was you. Charge too. Yes. Yeah. So what did you do? Like you, you woke up one day and your daughter's gone and you realize, holy crap, I, I just like beside myself. So how did you walk your way through? Well, I, I was a teeny bit of a preemptive striker in that I knew that I didn't, I didn't think about me as much, I guess it's from focusing outward for so long, 18 years of focusing on my child. Um, then I refocused to my relationship and I was like, oh, wow. Like 
I still like you, but like, who are we anymore? And who are we without the glue in the middle? Mm -hmm. I think that that's very common, especially if you only have one child, then you, you know, you kind of get this triangulation kind of thing going on. So I looked into this is before I knew about life coaching. So I went back to my tried and true tool, which is therapy. And I found somebody who could help us kind of I think this has been when our daughter um, Izzy was a junior in college and, and we went in and I just sort of said, I, you know, my husband went with me, which was amazing. And I said, I'm not sure what we need, but it's like our daughter's growing up before our eyes and I'm sort of right there connected with her. I feel like I'm living her high school years and my husband is still calling her peanut and treating her like she's four. (laughs) I think we need to bridge the gap there and get us all on the same page. And I want to, you know, more of a reconnection with my husband. So that was my first step and it was huge. I mean, she was really, really good. And I do remember one thing that she said, Michelle, which I didn't believe at the time, And it took me actually years to believe this, but she did whisper kind of on our way out of our, you know, last session, by the way, the best kept secret of empty nesting is that it's awesome. It's the best. You're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Thank you. You know, you're a therapist. You have something I don't have. You know, I thought that was just her. So, I mean, that was just the beginning is having an awareness that I knew that I needed to have some reconnection with my husband and we had to be on the same page in the letting go process. So that's what I would say was my first step. And I think that's, I feel like every single podcast episode I do, no matter what the topic is, we always come back to this. Women need to become aware of what's going on first instead of looking at, right? Like it's just always the answer instead of trying to find, uh, something to cover up or mask what you're really feeling. You actually need to go inward and say like, why am I? Cause I'm sure there's people there's, I'm sure there's women walking around that their kids are gone and they're, they feel a mess, but they're not getting quiet enough to actually realize wait a second, the reason I'm feeling like this is I'm not sure that I like my husband. I haven't done anything for myself in 18 years and I'm just like lost. Like I only have one person to make supper for and I have no activities or friends or, and they just like, they haven't given, and it, it's scary. It is actually scary and hard work to like go inward and be honest and then actually take steps, whatever that is for you, which I think is amazing. It was therapy for other people. It might be finding a craft or a community, right? right? Like there's, I'm sure there's, what are, what are some suggestions for other people? Okay. I was good. I was going to say, I sort of take my um, clients through a five-step process and number one is awareness. And it's funny. It doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't matter whether, um, what they bring to me, you know, they always have, they always have the thing that they think um, is the thing. And then when we uncover it, it's always the same thing, like awareness. So what I would say is always step one is be aware of how you're feeling and then allow the feelings. So really just allow, because at this period, whether it's, whether your kids are about to leave, they've gone, they've been out of the nest for a while, 
no matter where you are on that journey, whether it's grieving or sadness or worry or fear or elation or excitement or guilt or shame, let it wash over you. Do become still enough. You hit it on the um, head on the nail, Michelle, when you said, you know, that you alluded to how we can kind of brush over it. A lot of people brush things under the rug. Many of my moms get busy, get busy, busy, busy. They start, I mean, and I'm guilty of this too. Like who doesn't love a great decluttering <laughs> when, we're, when we're feeling stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. But if you can take that time and it, it's not, it's almost not a, um, even though this is maybe step one, it's not a one and done. So if you can allow even, you know, just like if, when we lose a loved one and it takes a moment um, and it takes maybe days or weeks or months or years, allow that time process to be what it is and, you know, go on a walk and allow those feelings, do it in a bath, like just create five minute, 10 minute spaces um, in your day or even in your week to, to allow that because that will allow you the the ability to move through that much more quickly. It doesn't sound like it. it sounds like you're going to get stuck, but it's not true. Yeah. So yeah. I totally agree. It's it's the awareness. It's slowing down. It's becoming honest with yourself. It's walking through all those emotions and working through them. I mean, yeah. as I was reading the comments, there was all different things like so much guilt and sadness and boredom and all of this stuff. It's just a really interesting thing to think about that I've never thought about before. <laughs> so I just like, I came on your page and I'm like, wow, this is like a whole phase that I wasn't really anticipating. So what are some other things that helped you? Yeah. Well, and I want to address what you said there, because I think whenever, you know, as moms, when you're pregnant and you're, you know, about to have a baby, other things, we had all the guidebooks. There was the what to expect when yeah. you're expecting, which was, you know, brilliant back in the day. I don't know if it still holds true, but, um, and then, and then, you know, one, two, three, four, five, all those years, there was a book, there were books. Where are the books for this? Where, where are the talk shows? Where are, where is all the information and in the community in the space, which I think is what people have resonated with. So um, it's definitely makes sense that you haven't heard of it or hadn't thought about it because why would you, we don't, it's not something, hopefully we will now bring this to the forefront and get it in people and, you know, in front of people's um, minds. But, and then for, for me and for my clients, what I always, so if I, that was step one was allowing then step two, spend time getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. So whether this, again, you know, if I'll just take, say, the empty nesters, kids have just gone off and you have more time and space, get to know you. And so focused on your kids and your family. What do you like? What do you, what did you like before you had kids? Who are you like? What are your desires? You know, there are all these different things that you probably have had little inklings about and follow that, follow the little sparkles or the breadcrumbs, as I call them and try something, try anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one little thing. And I think what helps us, this is, um, we're so used to doing things for our kids and for our family 
I have to sort of tell my clients who find like, oh my gosh, that feels so selfish. That feels so self-indulgent. Then I always remind them that, listen, when we are our best selves, we are best for our kids and our family. Plus your role modeling. You are role modeling that, you know, mom's willing to try new things. And, you know, even if it's just low hanging fruit, like a new yoga class or something like that, be willing to try something. So those, those, that's kind of step number two. And for myself, oh my gosh, the beginning was, um, so the year after, well, actually it was life coaching. I, I took a certification class the month that, um, Izzy went to college. I knew that I wanted to learn and grow and expand. And I didn't realize that it was going to be something where I'd be able to turn it around and then help other people. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to, um, being in kind of a teacher mentoring climate. I just didn't even really know about life coaching. So that was really the first step. And, um, I did that in 2017 and then I, I kind of put it on the shelf. I didn't right away become a life coach. I just got more confidence in, um, exploring and trying new things. Yeah. And I think that probably happens to many, many moms who have sort of, uh, is it lived in your children's shadow or just become so involved with your kids? You forget you. Um, I have a funny story actually. So I, I do a lot of personal development just because of the career I chose nine years ago, personal development was a big part of it. And I coach other women. So I actually spend a lot of time on my own. I do a lot of things for myself. Um, And I think my advice for women that are listening that are kind of in the same phase as I am. So you've got 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old, whatever. Now's the time. Like, don't wait until they're gone to do all this stuff. Do it now. But my daughter. So I have like my morning routine, which I'm doing air quotes because we all talk about our morning routine now, but I really do have one and have had one for years. So my daughter's just very used to me up at five and I'm in the basement basically until she comes down for breakfast and she doesn't need me to come and wake her up anymore. Like she has her alarm. She's all good. So I was just making this comment. I'm like, oh, it's so nice that I don't actually have to come up and wake you up anymore. Like you're on your own. And she's like, what? Am I not your top priority in the morning? And I was like, actually, no. From five until eight o'clock, like that is me time. Like I just think about me. And even my husband was like, yeah, like your mom, that is, she is concentrating on herself in these, those few hours. The house is quiet. She can do whatever she wants to do. And I think that's really important. Like I'm sure there's lots of women that can say that that's selfish. But I think you need to work on that thought, because if I don't have that time in the morning, I am not a great mom. Like, I'm just not. I'm cranky. I I feel resentful that I didn't have it. You know, I didn't get my workout. Like, I just I'm not as I didn't. What did Rachel Hollis say? Like, if you don't fill your cup or if your cup is empty, you can't fill someone else's. Like, it's really true. If you are not giving to yourself and figuring out yourself and reading books that you want to read and all that kind of stuff. It's really hard to be the best mom you can be, but also I want Delaney to see me doing that. So it's just what she does too. There's never a time where she's not 
going to say to herself that, oh, me working out is selfish or me spending some time journaling or reading or meditating or whatever she wants to do is selfish. I think it's really, really important that people start these kind of things now. I think you're absolutely right. And bravo to you for knowing that. I didn't know that. I I, I mean, I implemented that maybe five years ago, but it's made a world of difference. I mean, working out, I do, you know, a, a workout, a meditation, a writing, an intention that kind of, you know, I, I change it up every now and then, but that was really key. Probably number one, even before finding life coaching is committing to a morning routine because I'd had the structure of my daughter and getting her off to school and the breakfast. And when I lost that structure, I mean, 12 hours in a day was just a little bit too much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Like I call it bookending your day um, in the morning and at night. Like I feel the night routine is important as well. Like a wind down sort of routine, but that, that morning routine to really build, it's almost what I look at it as is, is a time to build yourself, a time to grow yourself, a time to, uh, like we said, get to know yourself, especially, especially if you have literally just engrossed yourself in your children and yeah. you don't even know who you are anymore. I mean, stay at home moms that kind of gave up their, like, and I think it's amazing and beautiful. If someone's meant to be a stay at home mom and do all that stuff, like, I think that's such a beautiful thing, but maybe there are still some dreams locked away that, right. That you kind of hidden. Yeah. You literally hit on step number three, (laughs) Give, (laughs) give yourself permission to dream and scheme. And I mean, and I love this part because it's really, you know, everybody dreams and schemes differently, but with my clients, I'll take them through a mind mapping process. Like, we'll we'll just sort of put a word on the paper and, and it's much easier sort of in the beginning to do it with somebody and say, okay, you know, life, <laughs> you put little spokes out, like travel question mark. Like it, it starts out really kind of constricted and tight. And then when we get going, it's like, travel and volunteering and courses and development and the sky's the limit and how great is that and then you can kind of like you know see okay that was that's a list of a hundred things let's bring it back in but maybe you hadn't even considered those things before they'd been so far in in you know the back recesses of your brain or or there things you know like like for me um one of the things that I didn't even know that I wanted to do was have a new relationship with the water. Um, you know, we ended up getting this place in Maui and I'm the person who could go on vacation and stick my toe in the water and be like, I love the ocean toe, toe tip. And then, and then I realized that now I want, I want to be the girl who can, you know, go in and surf and paddle and paddle board and swim and snorkel. And that, Um, kind of unconsciously became my mission. And that sort of process of rediscovering, because I loved the ocean when I was little, I just sort of developed a weird phobia. But I, um, I, it just kept giving me more confidence, like, wait, if I don't need a life preserver, and a noodle, and to be holding onto this side, and as I would sort of, you know, release each thing, and then 
be on a paddleboard and going out for an hour. I just was like, wait a minute, if I can do that, what else can I do? Totally. And, yeah. I love that. And your daughter, Izzy, must be, I mean, she's going to do anything and everything because she's watching you do it. And I think so many women, as they head into sort of their 40s and 50s, wherever you are when this happens, there's this weird generational thought that life is done. Like, I am sorry, but oh my gosh, no, it is not done. Like, it's actually just beginning. Like, you've done such a great job. You've created this amazing human and they are now off doing their thing. It's not that they don't need you anymore, but they don't need you in the same way. Now you have like all of this wisdom that I think you just build up so much wisdom as we head into our late 40s and 50s. And now you get to do like whatever you want. You, even if you still have a full-time job and you have to do all the career stuff, there's still so much time to be able to dig into whatever dreams. And I love that you just, yeah, you did life coaching and you took a course, but you also did something like just paddleboarding. Like there's all these cool things that you can just go and explore because you've been, you, you have this time now. I think it's really, really cool. You no, know, that's, that's it. And I think the important thing is, is like, after we dream and scheme, decide, Yeah, decide something, pick, pick one thing, anything, you know, um, I have, I'm thinking of this one client, um, Mary, who is just, she was one of my very first clients. And when she came to me, she had two daughters, she has two daughters. She didn't know what she wanted to do. And she said, I think I want to be a flight attendant. So we kind of, you know, like I was like, wow, but this is literally 2020, not a great time to become a right. <laughs> it's one of those, but she did it. She's, you know, 50 years old, put herself through flight attendant school, which is super rigorous. Um, all the things, you know, it's this long process, got a job, like applied for jobs, got a job, jumped in there with two feet, and for six months to a year, she did it and then went, you know what? Not for me. So I think, which, but it's brilliant because, you know, she followed her dream. She committed wholeheartedly. She, and she paid attention to how it made her feel. So after she did it for, you know, a certain amount of months, she was like, you know what? It's not filling me up. It's an energy drain. And she pivoted and believe it or not, now she's a DJ on a country Western music station in her hometown. I just, oh my gosh, Mary, I need Mary on the show. You just have to have Mary next. She would be a blast. That I know. That is the coolest thing. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. I mean, that that is like such a great story. That is really going out and doing the thing. And I love that your fourth step is decide because if there's anything that drives me crazy, it is these women that are stuck in like spinning and spinning and spinning. And literally, I can think of someone I know who is in her late seventies, and she's just still spinning. And sadly. I think just she's just going to end her life spinning and have have never, ever done anything that she wanted to do, truthfully. And don't you think that part of that is because as a society, a culture, we have not been taught how to try and fail and try and fail and try and fail. I am a completely recovering perfectionist. But once you become 
an entrepreneur and a life coach and a you know writer and all these things, you have to really be willing to try and fail and not make it mean anything about yourself. It's just data. It's just information. And I, I tell that, you know, you brought up my daughter, Izzy, who's, you know, currently like looking for a new job. She was in a job. It didn't, you know, after six months didn't feel right. And I'm like, listen, pay attention and do this is your, you're in your young twenties, do whatever you want, make money, please take care of yourself. But, but, but I want you to shoot for the moon, fail and shoot and shoot higher the next time. Yeah. That's, that's what we need to teach our kids and ourselves for sure. Absolutely. And we are the best examples. Yes. I mean, if we are doing it and, and I love that it's decide, commit, pay attention, yeah, change your mind. Cause yes. I do have a problem with just like this flailing all over the place and never completing something or just, you know, but, but yeah. I, dabbling dabbling exactly but I, I mean Mary I love that here's my dream I'm gonna full-heartedly commit to it and then being in tune with herself enough to know oh wow okay glad I did this but this is not something I want to do for much longer it doesn't give me energy like how awesome that she's been able to really pay attention to that but also she's not going to sit on her rocker at 90 and have yeah. that regret. That is what I think about all the time. I never want to sit in my nineties and look at my husband, hopefully saying, God, I wonder what would have happened if we would have tried that. I just never want that. I I would rather be like, okay, we did that. And that was dumb, but we did it right. Like we learned you all. It's, I love how you said data. It's all data. You can't, you're not messing anything up. You're just learning. If you are a woman in your 40s struggling with low energy and frustrating weight gain, you may be stuck in the third transitional trap. Here's what happens when you are stuck in this trap. What used to work for weight loss doesn't work anymore. You become increasingly more confused by all the different things you hear about balancing your hormones. You see an increase in lower belly fat you feel increased anxiety and overwhelm, and you can't sleep through the night. And worst of all, your clothes feel like they're getting tighter and tighter by the day. And if you are experiencing these problems, you are most likely making these mistakes. You're trying to cut calories. You're exercising more than you ever were previously. You're stressing out even bringing yourself to tears because nothing's working and you're Googling how to balance my hormones and getting so confused. And if you are making these mistakes, I am willing to bet you are trying all of these things, buying pills, powders, and supplements, promising to balance your hormones, fix your gut health and lower your weight, counting calories and freaking out if you are over 1500, doing zone three cardio, and relying on caffeine to curb your hunger. Listen, I get it. I have done all of these things and more. I have felt that frustration. I have felt my clothes getting tighter every single day. And then I hit a breaking point. I had to figure this out for myself. And I did. I figured it out. I went back to school. I've read the books. 
I've created the courses and programs that are gonna help you because there is hope. I have helped so many women now who have felt exactly like you turn this third transition around with my one-on-one -on -one nutritional assessment coaching program. Make sure you email me or message me on Facebook to see if you are someone that could use my help. Go to it's Michelle File on Instagram, Michelle File on Facebook, or email me at hello at michellefile.com and let's figure out if this might be a good fit. If we could look at life as just a series of lessons, I mean, how many think we tell our kids that all the time and then we don't apply the same logic, you know, and information to ourselves, but there are a few things that I have actually tried and failed at that have been like complete waste of time. I'm like, no, but a, I'll never do that again. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, who knows, like we, you know, my husband and I and daughter once rented an RV, um, when we were visiting our, um, his, you know, six siblings in Canada. And we were, we usually try to, you know, go to the cottages and we thought, brilliant. We are going to rent an RV and we're going to, you know, hit all the cottages and it's going to be great. Well, as it turns out, first of all, my husband's not an RV driver. Like he is, I mean, RVs only go 50, not so much, right? So all the pans and pots are rattling as he's trying to hit it. We did it at the time of, I think it was 2007. Like we hit it on the biggest um, when gas prices were the most. So it was $350 for, you know, the, the full tank of gas, you know, so we had two strikes against us. As it turns out, I have a germ phobia that I didn't really know about. And I'm like, wait, I don't know about these pots and plans and the bedding and then this and then that. So what did we do? We stayed at our relatives' cottages the whole time. We never once slept there. We never went. I mean, we just drove a very big, big, big vehicle across Canada. But would I regret it? No, it's been the best story ever. Totally. Absolutely. That's so funny. Yeah. I just, I, I refuse to sit in worry. Like if I have something, I was just on a training right before this podcast, actually. And I talked about this, that if something pops in my mind, I do it. Like I just now realize I have to do it. Now, sometimes those ideas take some planning, but often I do actually, if they can be implemented immediately, I do it. And I just think, well, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And that's okay. <laughs> I don't ever, ever have to do it again if it doesn't work. Or it might be like this one energetic thought that came in my mind that's going to like take me to this place I never even thought that I was going you bring up such a great point Michelle you have practiced that muscle right so you listen to yourself you have the idea and then you you your next thing is okay I'm going to do this like boom I think many of the moms in this emptiness mom community have not practiced that muscle and so I would just, I would listen, they don't have to start a podcast or write a book or be a flight attendant, but if they could make a tiny baby step in the direction of their dream, you know, maybe they want to think about going back to school. So look at courses, like just, you know, make, take a baby step. And if you can't do it today, right now, when you're listening, then put it on your calendar. 
You know, that's for me that that's always cute. I obey the calendar, but if it's not on my calendar, I don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Make an appointment with yourself. And it could be so simple. Like maybe your first thought was, yeah, I have thought about going to yoga and I've never, ever allowed myself to go to yoga. Well, first step, go on Facebook and find local yoga. Like even just taking that one action, you're going to be like, as you see the yoga classes, it's going to be like, okay, does that feel good? Or does that like, you're going to start to know if this is the right direction to go in. We, we just have to start being okay. And this all comes back to perfectionism, which is actually fear. That's all perfectionism is. We have to be okay with just like doing, doing stuff and trying things and being okay with it, not working out or working out for the best. And you just never know what might happen in your life when you do take those chances. I think that's so cool. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go find Mary. I think (laughs) (laughs) she'll be thrilled. We were talking about her. That's amazing. So, um, a question that I always ask my guests, and I think you're going to have some really good suggestions because of your life coaching, but Could you give us maybe three of your favorite books that have helped you? It doesn't even have to necessarily be specific to empty nesting, but just that have helped you in this period of your life since your daughter went off to school. I'm embarrassed to say like that I have like 10,000 books behind me. So um, I know. So, okay. Three top books. I'm going to say, I'll try to keep it to three. Um, if you're thinking about a morning routine, I loved, um, was it Hal, Hal Enrod's morning routine? It was simple. Honestly, you don't even have to read the whole thing. Just find it, like, just go to the page 63 or whatever, where he says yeah. how to do it. That, that really helped me. And then, um, you know, along the same line, let's just put these in the, I'm going to put this in the same category. Um, atomic habits. And I think that that's habit stacking, but I want those two books to just be one because I want to do a creativity book. Um, Julia Cameron's The Artist Way. I read it a million years ago, um, at least 30 years ago, and she's done a, you know, an update and it's great. It's so, you know, you have to do that. You have to look at something that's going to help you spark your creativity and do your morning walk, do your morning pages and artist dates. That was huge. And thirdly, oh my goodness, so many. Um, if it wasn't, oh my goodness, if it wasn't for the empty nester, you know, Brandy Brown's Atlas of the Heart comes to mind, but I would, I wouldn't read it. Um, I would listen to it. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, can I just throw in the, oh, in, well, sorry, can I give you 10? <laughs> it's so hard. I'm like, I'm feeling confined. Um, one that I did just the other day, which I literally, you know, how you're clamoring for more, how you, you, like you almost, you, you keep, you keep looking at like, oh my gosh, I only have 10 pages left and you don't want to do it. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey's green lights, a hundred percent audio. Do not even try to read it. I read it, you know, right when it came, well, you can try to read it, of course, but it's his voice, yeah. his voice and the way he, I was so inspired by that and green lights. It's perfect for this, this, you know, this group. You know, that woman, I love that. Well, Um, you're going to, you've inspired me. I rented a cottage last year for a group of girls and every bedroom had a couple books stacked. 
And we were there for three nights and my bedroom had green lights. So I started actually reading it while I was there in bed when I would get up early and stay up late. And I really loved it, but I actually kind of forgot about it. So I, I want to get that one. And so you say, listen to it. I, I can see how that would be better. It's, it's even, I mean, there, there is nothing. I mean, I'm a semi fan of Matthew McConaughey. I was before green lights. I'm a full fan. Yeah. His, the way he speaks, he is just this um, eloquent philosopher and poet, and he is also a great orator. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I second the artist's way. So yeah. I still do morning pages. I yeah, still sit down and do three full pages of writing every morning. Actually, this morning was funny because I was sitting there and I was getting distracted by this, which usually I'm really good. I don't even put this near me, but and then I started writing, why is this so hard to write today? And I was like, because your phone is sitting beside you. <laughs> that is why it is so hard to write. This is a problem. Oh my gosh. And I we know. know better. And yet, you know, but that's the thing, you know, that we always have to do is just because you know better doesn't mean you always do it. But once you have the awareness, now I just put it outside my room so I can get my, you know, couple of more hours in the morning as well. Exactly. It's so important. But that book really, my mom actually read it first and then she gave it to me. And I was at first, I was like, I, this just doesn't even make sense to me. Mom. Right. I don't know why I would do this. And then, yeah. you know how sometimes a book like literally pops off your bookshelf into your hands. Like you yes. just, you, it's been there forever. And that, yes. and that's what happened with the artist way a few years ago and life-changing. Yeah. So Julia Cameron, the artist yeah. way, artist updated way. version. Yeah. You need to get it. It's so, no, so it's really funny that you said that Michelle, my mom gave it to me years ago. And I was like, and I think actually we even went in person to see her and I'm like, okay, old ladies talking. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm now in that probably category. And I just, there's so much wisdom. If you can be oh. open to the wisdom, you know, then, then. It's amazing. I also love Gabby Bernstein's books. Um, you know, really, whether it's um, Universe Has Your Back or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. Hers are all, hers are always good. <laughs> Judgment right. Detox. Yes. Judgment yeah. Detox was actually a really good, I had to read it a couple times, to be mm -hmm. honest, to really, but it helped me because I was pretty judgy. Yeah. I know. Don't, don't you hate it when you're like, <laughs> it's not really for me. <laughs> it was definitely for yeah. me. <laughs> and I agree with the Atlas of the Heart. I was actually, I bought the beautiful hardcover of Brené and then I got into it and I, 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 it, I need to listen to it, I think, because it, it didn't keep me I loved the topics. Like I loved every piece of information in there, but it didn't keep me reading. I, I think the best way that I've been, um, you know, offered to use that as a resource is when you're feeling an emotion, whether, you know, it's shame or happiness, whatever, and you want a deeper dive, that's when you go and look at it. And it really is. It's like an encyclopedia that's, of emotions. That's yeah. actually a really good way to think about that book, because I know the one section that was really impactful for me when I was reading it was resentment. Mm -hmm. And when I read the chapter on resentment, I was like, oh, wow. Like this is exactly yes. what I've been feeling. And I wasn't, um, 
defining it as resentment. I was refining it as like comparison and jealousy. And like, I was actually being so hard on myself about the feelings that I was having. And then when I read, I'm like, oh, this is what it is. Okay. I can figure this out in a different way now. So that's a great way to almost look at it like a dictionary or an encyclopedia of emotions. Right. Yeah. Cause I think we have our own version of what we think emotions are, but she's really done the research and she kind of puts the, the positive and the negative and everything in between. Yeah. And I wanted to love that book because I love her. I, just I know love everything that she says and how she says it. So those are such good suggestions. Thank you so much. And this has been so good. I, I've just loved everything you shared. And I think it, I have an audience of, you know, new moms all the way to grandmas. And I just really think what we've talked about is yes, specifically for empty nesters or those that are heading in that direction, but I don't think we need to leave it there. It's, it's things that every single woman can and should be implementing in their life. So you don't end up 90 regretting something on that rocker, which I just don't want for anyone. So thank you, Allie. This is oh, so thank you, Michelle. This has been so fun. Has been. Now, how can everybody find you? Oh, thank you. Um, I am at Allie Hill Coaching, and that is both my website and Facebook and Instagram uh, handles. Yeah, definitely go follow Ali. You have gr- such great content. Like I-, I was really checking you out this morning and there's just yeah. so many really, really helpful uh, posts that you can kind of, I love it when I read something and I get something from it that I can implement right away, right? That you actually give that tangible information that you can, that people can use. And, and I think you do that really, really well. So thank you. Thank you very much. This has been so, so good. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It was powerful. I hope you are walking away with some value and inspiration and things you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much, and I'd really love it if you would subscribe to the show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from the show and how it's helping you. Make sure you're following me over on Instagram at It's Michelle File and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages. You tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.